0: Welcome to Treasure Time Podcast, which is all about growing up happy. You're here with podcast hosts Sophia Giblin and Nicole McDonnell, the founders of Treasure Time, and they're here to offer advice on building your children's resilience during difficult times. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for bite sized, playful tips and activities that can easily be implemented straight away to help support your family's mental and emotional health and well being.
1: Hey, it's Sophia. Hey, it's Nicole.
0: Welcome to the Treasure Time Podcast Growing Up Happy. Today's podcast is all about our seventh principle of treasure time, which is keeping your emotions in check. This is probably one of the most important principles. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that there's always a dual process with yourself and with your child. So when we're talking about treasure time principles, we're not always just talking about children, although that's mainly where the focus is. We have to really tune into ourselves and understand ourselves a bit better. So keeping our emotions in check means that we make sure that we own our own feelings and we contain them so that we don't escalate upwards with feelings of our children. And that's when things can really get out of control, when our children's emotional temperature goes up and then our emotional temperature goes up at the same time. Nicole, how do you find this to do? Uh,
1: Well, there are good and bad moments, right? Um, I'm pretty calm and patient as a person, Saying that my boys do certainly know how to press All my buttons at once sometimes, so yeah, it it can be tricky in those moments to remember that my goal is to be like that emotional thermostat, not thermometer in the room, rising and rising.
0: Yeah, so the concept of this emotional thermostat that Nicole's talking about is something I taught her a few years ago, and that it comes from Gary Landreth, who's a play therapist, who says that when it comes to regulating our emotions, we should aim to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. So the difference between the two, a thermostat maintains the temperature of the environment by being fine-tuned into fluctuations and changes in the temperature. When it senses a change, either hot or cold, it works accordingly to either warm up the room or cool the room down. The thermostat's in charge of the whole environment through its awareness and through its ability to sense when things are changing. Now, Gary Landreth, the play therapist, says that we can do this in an emotional capacity for our children by noticing their feelings and when they're escalating and adapting our behavior accordingly to maintain the emotional temperature. This is the opposite of being a thermometer. When we act like a thermometer, we're unaware of our own feelings and behavior. And when we allow our emotional temperature to rise in line with the child's emotional temperature, they both just go up together. And that's exactly what a thermometer does. It just mirrors the temperature of the environment, has no control over it at all. So the thermometer is actually incapable of making changes to the environment. And this is what happens to us when we are unaware of our feelings. It can be really easy for our feelings to escalate in line with our child's, And that's when we hit boiling point. And at that point, there's often raised voices and sometimes tears. Basically, not much good comes from being a thermometer. But when you become aware of how you're behaving and start acting more like an emotional thermostat by tuning in and containing your own feelings, you'll start to see big shifts in the levels of calmness at home.
1: Yeah, it has been so worth the time and effort to consciously become the emotional thermostat at home for my boys. It definitely has made a huge difference to our relationship and and the enjoyment of the day together. It is tricky to do. Um, it's, it's probably out of the seven principles being the one that's really made a huge change so to to focus on it at first um, I had to do little things to to stop myself acting so I had to count my own breath or think about something else to distract me from you know being in just as you've said the heat of this moment so, so sometimes in my head, I would say something like just sing a little song, like, let it be, let it be, you know, the good old wise words from the Beatles. <laughs> and it would just help make me smile, make me come out of that moment. So uh, I honestly don't remember before having children ever raising my voice with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I did, but I, I honestly can consciously recall an incident of of, of that. So when I did let my emotions overspill with my children, it would make me so sad because I was like, why am I doing this with the little people that I love most in the whole world? And not only that, my role is like, I am supposed to be showing them how to behave. I mean, what goes wrong in those moments? It's just it's so frustrating because you don't set out to raise your voice with your children. Like that's not the intention.
0: Yeah, I think children know how to push buttons that we didn't even know that we had. And most of the time they're not doing it on purpose. But like I've said before, unless we examine our own experiences as how we've been parented, we'll just parent in the same way that our parents parented us. And sometimes that might include yelling or raising voices. As much as we don't want to do it, it can be an automatic reaction and not something that we necessarily have control over until we start to really think about the way that we're acting and behaving and to starting to understand our own triggers and why we might be doing that. And when we're thinking about this with children, the reality is that raising our voices it teaches children to stay in line or to behave from a place of fear rather than real understanding or learning. And as I said to you all those years ago, Nicole, sat around your kitchen table, there is another way to do it, but it does require us to learn a new way of understanding ourselves and our children and learning a new way to be together.
1: Yeah, t- totally. So, Sophia, how do you think for our listeners, we as parents as a group can kind of stop that knee jerk reaction and give us some time to respond in that moment? When in SAID, actually, you just really want to scream or cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: there are certain things that you can do in the moment, like you suggested, breathe, or you had your smile, smile, smile from the other episode. Um, But for me, it's always better to be proactive than reactive. So I'd really have a think about how you can work on this in times when you don't feel like you're already going to explode. And when you feel like you've reached the end of your tether or you've reached that boiling point, we've already missed the opportunity for learning. The rational and logical brain has detached completely for us and for our children. So that's an actual physiological thing that happens when we're in fight, flight or freeze mode. So no real learning opportunity is going to come at that point. Um, And in that moment, it's just a case of coping and doing the best that you can in the heat of the moment. But if we can harness the time that we have with our children to develop our emotional thermostat skills, we'll find that we don't end up in those situations as often. We'll be more finely tuned into their needs and to the to our own needs so that we can maintain the emotional temperature in our environment. And this is like us developing awareness about our own thoughts and feelings, understanding and learning more about our children and their needs and managing and being aware of situations that cause us stress. So we can set ourselves up for success by practicing these skills every day and learning a new way to be with our children which is exactly what we teach parents in Treasure Time. We don't only teach them these skills but we give them the opportunity to practice them in a dedicated playtime with the children for 30 minutes a week.
1: Yeah thanks Sophia, Uh, I totally agree. It can be really hard to manage a situation when you feel so out of control yourself of how you're feeling is there anything that can be really handy to do or say in those moments, in those moments of proactivity that you've just explained, to help us keep our emotions in check when we are at that end of tether or we can feel that that's happening? What, what would be a great little tip?
0: Well, I think that it's a good idea
1: to think about those boundary statements that I
0: talked about last week, um, quite factual, short, sharp direct boundary statements that let children know what they are and aren't to do in those moments. So if your child is really doing something that's causing you a lot of stress, have it pre-planned in your mind what, what boundaries are and what your child typically does that pushes your buttons. So a good activity that you could do today would be to go through and think about all the things that your children do that cause stress and create short boundary statements for them. So the example that we've been using quite a lot in this podcast is if your child wants to pour the milk on the cereal, which is an example that we've used quite a lot in this podcast, just all you need to remember is a short statement that says, mommy needs to help you with the cereal. So what that means is that you can just say that in the moment and then your child knows that they're to put the milk down. And that will stop you from this whole tidal wave of stress from previous weeks coming out of your mouth, which might sound like, How many times do I have to tell you? I've told you that before. What happened last time? You know, all of this kind of boiling over. If we can be just kind of short and factual about it, mummy needs to help you with the cereal. So you need to put that down. Then that should stop it in the moment. Or if your child always jumps on the sofa, remember the boundary statement, the sofa is for sitting on, not for jumping on. And the reality is that we all lose our cool at times. That's just part of being human. <laughs> we will all do it. We can't be perfect all the time. It's, just, it's not reality, but we can set ourselves up for success by thinking about the things that our children do and having those short statements in mind so you can just say them in the, in the moment. Factual, not emotional. Um But in order to make life flow and feel a little bit more enjoyable for you and your children, you can start to reframe the way that you communicate using these short boundary statements. And that's exactly what treasure time is all about, is helping you to reframe your language and your mindset so that, that life is calmer with your children. There's one activity that you can do every day with your children to help you fine-tune those emotional thermostat skills, and that's checking in with your feelings using metaphor. This is, really good one. this is a really good one for us as parents too, because it gives us time to reflect on how we're feeling and also to communicate that with our child and for them to communicate with us how they're feeling. And this activity will help you to become an emotional thermostat. So you can do this at the start of the day or at random points in the day. You pick a metaphor like the weather or flowers or vehicles or animals and you can change it up every day and just say to your child, If you're an animal, what type of animal do you feel like today? And your child might be feeling happy and playful like a chimpanzee, or they might be feeling energetic like a cheetah, or they might be feeling a bit angry like a grizzly bear. So that's good, then you know where your child's at emotionally today. And then you check in with yourself. You might be feeling slow and tired like a sloth, or a bit growly like a tiger. And having these conversations in a childlike and playful way helps you all know where you stand emotionally during the day. And you know where tensions might arise when yours and your child's energies might not match each other. So if your child is feeling playful and energetic like a chimpanzee and you're slow and tired like a sloth, you can frame the day so that your child maybe has more time outside to burn off that excess energy that gives you some time to be in your tired and slow sloth energy. And in that way, you use your emotional thermostat skills to contain the feelings and stop tensions from overspilling into day-to-day life.
1: I absolutely love that game, Sophia. It's so much fun. We've, we've played it a lot with the weather this week and it's, it's, so, it's so great because you instantly learn something that you didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's, it's really, really useful. So yeah. I hope our listeners really enjoy trying out that game with their little ones. So thanks so much, Sophia, for wrapping up the final of the seven treasure time principles today. Such great advice. And I know I say it every time and I mean it, that I love hearing it all again. As you just don't learn these things as a one-off, it doesn't work like that. It just takes practice and patience and it's so worth doing.
0: Yeah, all of the skills take practice. And it's, as I always say, it's lifelong learning and it's so specific to your child and you are the expert in your child. Every child is different. So you listen to these podcasts, you can try some of the things out. Honestly, if you start implementing them, you will see differences, but there's always more that we can do. And that's, you know, that's the brilliant thing about it is that we can, we can take control of this. Um, And that's the magic. And so now we've covered all seven principles of treasure time in this podcast. We've looked at letting the child lead the play. We've looked at accepting all of the child's feelings, good and bad. We've looked at reflecting back the child's feelings and how we can do that. We've looked at respecting the child's ability to solve problems and giving them enough time so that we don't rush or hurry the child to develop independence. We've looked at holding the boundaries but being flexible with rules in play. And today we've covered keeping your emotions in check. And if you're interested in learning any more about the Treasure Time course, you can just go to our website because we cover this in much, much greater detail.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, Sophia. And next episode, we have a special guest, don't we? We do. We'll be talking to Nikki Wilson, the Founding Mother Zen from Ten of Zen, which is an organization that teaches mum's mindfulness skills she helps mums basically quit the chaos for 10 minutes by providing free meditation resources on our website so we really look forward to hearing more from her and she'll give us lots of hints and tips and also activities to do with the children and her stories are a really really fascinating one and we look forward to having her on the show
0: Thank you so much for listening today. Tune in for our next episode for something a bit different. I can't wait for this one. Nikki is amazing. We'd love it if you could head to iTunes and give us a five-star review and some lovely words if you've been enjoying this podcast as it will help us to continue reaching more and more parents. Thank you so much and goodbye from us. See you next time. Bye. This episode was produced by a podcast company. If you're thinking about making a podcast and changing lives just like the show you just heard, then make sure to drop me an email, jason at a podcastcompany.com. And let's see if we can help you like we've helped Treasure Time.